0: John Garcia, I'm the marketing director for Premier Virtual, and we're here to record another um, podcast for Tech Tuesday. And I have two very special guests with me today. I'm going to let them introduce themselves, just uh, you know, tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do. And we're going to start with Sarah Page.
1: Good morning, everyone. My name is Sarah Page, and I'm with Golden Sierra Job Training Agency, which is part of the America's Job Centers. And uh, we are the workforce team for Placer, El Dorado and Alpine counties out in California.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Sarah, for joining us today. And we have the superstar career engineer, Francina Harrison. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Francina. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, Don't get anxious, get
2: prepared. That's our motto. And uh, I am your career engineer. Uh, We provide 21st century real and relevant career intelligence, of course, entrepreneurial intelligence, to career seekers and career changers and anyone else that wants to make Monday mornings awesome. So happy to be here and looking forward to a great conversation.
0: Thanks guys, in case you don't know, Premier Virtual is a, uh, we we are a software company and we uh, produce a virtual hiring event platform. We've hosted, well, our clients have hosted over 2,500 virtual hiring events. We've had over 25,000 employers use the platform and about two hundred and fifty thousand employees have been or job seekers have benefited from it. So, we what we're doing with Tech Tuesday is trying to um, just make this real. Make this real, right? Those are all great numbers, but we want to hear the behind the scenes. We want to hear from the people working with the job seekers, and then the people like Sarah working, you know, on both ends, connecting employers and, and job seekers alike. And today we wanted to talk a little bit about the labor shortage and getting, you know, people back into, into the workforce. And, and as it would have it, right? COVID is on its, is it third wave officially or? or yes, yeah, it's, it's on the Delta plane, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's, on the Delta, it's on the Delta plane. And so some of the things we had teed up for today are gonna have a slightly different dynamic in the fact that, um, you know, this is really, you know on the edge of now we're wearing, you know we're being told to wear masks again indoors. You know, again, like I would hate to be in human resources right now and trying to figure out policy for getting back to work. We're in a small office here and it's not, you know, it's not something we have, you know, too much to to worry about. But but obviously, as COVID, you know, really surges again and changes again, we're going to talk about um, I want to start with you, Francina what has been called the new normal. Is this the new normal or as you would say, you know, the new next, which I really love. Yeah,
2: I call it the new next. And so I know so many of us want to, we remember life pre-pandemic, but the whole atmosphere has changed. What we do, the, the future of work has changed, how we work, where we work, why we work. It has all changed. So and it's changed with the, also the inclusion of teching up, you know, uh, having your your technology skills have got to be the way we work now in this new future. So the emphasis I'm sharing with my clients and people that I, I get to know, that's one reason I'm just so impressed with, with what your company does is you guys took that, that new next to a whole nother level. I mean, employers need great talent. That's never going to change. Sure. But how you get your great talent, that's the, the way we have to roll. So right now, I mean, Uh, this new next, it is right now, as I'm speaking on this particular podcast, it's, it's a job seekers market. (laughs) It really is. I don't know how long this is going to last, but this is the time that if you are looking to move up or move out. Um, you can make, you can get some great deals. There's wait, your negotiations, salary increases are happening. Promotions are happening. Uh, career seekers and changers have a more of a selection versus settle. They have more choices versus chances. So that has happened in the new next, but, uh, the candidates have got to be a plus 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 ready. Mm. This is where your brand and your resume and your LinkedIn and your interviewing and your networking and all those things, they mattered before, but they for real matter in the new next. So I'm excited about the new next. We're
0: we're going to definitely dive into more of that and and the meat and potatoes of of what that entails. But before Mm -hmm. we do with Sarah on on the call, um, Francina mentioned how you get your talent, you know, being a big, it's different. That's very different now than it was in the past. So you're, you're a connector, you know, as a workforce agency, how are you kind of walking employers through how to get their new talent or how to get to this talent base?
1: We are definitely taking advantage of the virtual platform for um, connecting employers. We really, in we like to say, keep it real because there are job seekers out there that are looking for work, but on the employer side, we know it's challenging. We know it's been an exhausting season. And so we just try and keep them encouraged and provide as many opportunities um, virtually that we can. We also encourage them to, um, you know, up those hourly rates. We, in, we encourage them to, um, you know, utilize our marketing stuff that we can create for them. Um, just, we just hold their hand through this process and we don't, you know, sugarcoat it by saying it's easy, but we also want to support them as best we can. And so it's really just um, a partnership of how can we help you in this tough season as an employer, find these job seekers. And, and of course we're going out, we're, we're spending marketing dollars to, you know, spread the word and and help them any way that we can. We're hosting job fairs. We're hosting um, you know, free workshops for resumes and LinkedIn and why job seekers should use that and how to network and pretty much the vast um, array of opportunities on both sides. So our hope is by having both sides covered and connecting with both sides, we can then connect them to each other and both parties end up with the job that they really wanted and the employee that they really wanted
0: yeah that's great i mean i think you touched on something where you we need to retrain almost this whole hiring process to this new normal to this new new next because do you still feel like you're pulling teeth sometimes or like you're like they're just like okay well i have to do this now but i this is not what i want to do as far as virtual events and, and kind of moving, because there's always early adopters, right? There's people who embrace the technology, run with it, you know, shift it and pivot, you know, quickly. Um, and then I, we're more than a year kind of into this new normal. And I still feel that employers are just like, fine, I'll do it. But, you know, it's not what they want. It's very reluctant still. Do you, where, where are you with that in your, in your you know, workforce?
1: So being in the Silicon Valley extension of Sacramento, we are highly tech anyway. And so we have not experienced the, um, not unwillingness, I don't wanna call it that, but you know, yeah. just the reluctancy yeah. of yeah. Um, going to a virtual platform. Um, <clears throat> there is definitely a Zoom fatigue as they've called mm. it to virtual type events. However, Um, you know, with Premiere, we have the opportunity to have that chat. Everyone seems to really like that chat function, but also the video feature that you can then, you know, you take care of those pre-screening interviews right there. So by the time you're actually in person with them, they have all of the, you know, foundation laid out. So it's just that hiring decision. And so we've had I would say probably 90, 95% of our employers are happy and grateful to use it. Um, then we have, of course, those select few that are like, I think I'll wait till they're in person again. And we don't really know when that is. And so we just try and help them as best we can um, without the job fair platforms.
0: That's great. That's great to hear. And obviously, like you said, you're in a techie area. And so maybe that has to do with, with people being you know, more open to it. And, and embracing it. We've seen some of the stats we've seen is the virtual is helping reduce time to hire from an average of about 30 days to as little as seven days because the pre-screening is a big part of it. And, and you get so much done on that virtual job fair or that day, you take one, two, three, four, maybe five steps into the process that by the time they come in, you kind of already have a really good feel for that person. So, um, so we've seen that too. So we're happy to hear that on the, on the employer side, Francina, what about on the employee side? So is the disconnect or the pushback the same on the the job seeker? I'm sorry, the job seeker side, you know, are they just don't believe that this is going to connect them, you know, the way that if they went to an in-person job fair would connect them? What kind of feedback have you been getting?
2: Well, with the job seekers market being the way it is, I think my job seekers are kind of loving how we do things differently. I mean, as you all know, we were in the midst of things you know, we had, you know, uh, folks with families, we had some, you know, kids were home, they were being schooled at home. Someone's taking care of grandma, grandpa, I can't drive all the way to somewhere, find daycare or elder care to go to this job fair that I need to go to, to get a job. So that really actually is synced with, again, the new necks of even just life. I mean, we do career coaching, we do business coaching, but you know, what's in between a great job or a great business, your life, your family your health, right? All that is just as important as making a living. So the career seeker side, I mean, I've had clients that have actually got better, like opportunities they probably would never have had access to. Okay. okay. But because that company participated in a virtual job fair, and because how we work is changing, those companies, they can offer flexibility in terms of hybrid working or remote working or, all the levels of creativity. I have folks that maybe let like I'm based in, in you know the beautiful city of Virginia Beach, Virginia. Yeah. But I have clients that live right here in Virginia and they're working for somebody in California or they're working for someone overseas or they're yeah. working for somewhere in Florida. And those companies that embrace this new next were able to get a better pool of talent, you know, more d- diverse talent, um, you know, giving more working conditions that folks aren't just looking at this. And some of my clients are like, this is not a temporary thing. This is the new company culture. Mm-hmm. They've really shiveted, right? And for Sarah, that's my pivot and shift is one word. We call it TCE shivet. Um, and this is the way we're going to do things. Yes, someone may have to get in a plane and go to corporate or once a week get on the train and go meet someone in an office or a co-working space or something. But this new way of doing it, the, the folks who are the great A talent that's looking for great deals and a great, you know, a, a place to stick with, they've embraced it I mean I mean imagine like right now I'd be interviewing for a great job like right now of course yeah. I'd have all my makeup on everything y'all know okay but <laughs> the point is yeah. right here in my in my own home space in my comfortable space and no one has to know my business where I'm seeing me at a job fair wondering if I'm leaving or what my new next is is doing it in the privacy of my own space yeah who, who wouldn't embrace that
0: yeah, I mean, you touched on a, on a lot of on a lot of great things, and, and being maybe more competitive for employers by offering remote work. Um, but so right now, there's a there's a, uh, you know I went to a restaurant yesterday. There was a sign as soon as I walked in, please be patient. You know, we've reduced our hours because we don't have the staff, and and we're starting to see that in restaurant and hotels and, and just saying, okay, are, are we giving up on on, on the frontline hospitality restaurant? staff work where has that gone i mean you know florida is a is a you know hospitality tourism uh you know that's one of our juggernauts as far as creating economy yeah we well i'll
2: i'll definitely share that of course right here in the beach where everybody's looking at the numbers for how we're doing this season labor day ends our tourist season and you know we have all those hotels on the ocean front so I shared something in a, in a in a different blog about my opinion of that because <laughs> I have okay. a lot of folks like you know where's you know restaurant folks and you know and 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 I mean this as a as a as genuine business love here but you know that you know when I've gone to some of the great restaurants and just my little personal um experience here and I'm you know I love I love good food John I'm, a, I'm I love Italian a yeah, good Italian meal okay <laughs> so I'm dropping one fifty easy you know to have a nice meal with some adult beverages okay this is this is a family show this let's, let's keep it clean <laughs> so anyway i have no problem writing that check i love it and i love giving good tips but i am bothered to know that the guy or the gal in the kitchen or the person that's doing the dishes is only making 725 when i have a 200 meal mm-hmm. i'm just saying so to some of my employers look <laughs> you know salary is is important great management is important too so some of these and i know in some of my spaces some of the folks that are not keeping staff They also need to look at how they're managing folks. People want a great work experience, and people want good pay, but they really want a great work experience and great managers and bosses that have their back, and people that value them, and folks that listen to them, and and some creativity in the workspace too, in terms of scheduling and things that of that nature. So it's more than just money, and and COVID taught us that. At least on the job seeker side, it's more than just money. It's also about the experience. So I think. So some of these first, you know, I have a cu- another couple spots that are doing great. How do they keep their staff? What did they do? They they did some creative to, and complex management.
0: Yeah, yeah. In Delray today, right now at, at one o'clock today, we're having a uh, a citywide, the first citywide job fair, a uh, virtual job fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, so fifty companies are participating. There's literally a thousand job. Open. And at last check there was only about 200 uh, job, re- uh, job candidates registered. This was on the news uh, three times, you know, it's just been talked about and promoted over the last two weeks. So Sarah, you're, you know, I'm not sure hospitality or entry level where you are, what kind of jobs you know, do you see are really available and the workforce is just not there and then maybe what are your employees getting creative to do you know things about it to fill these spots you did mention some of the things you're, you're coaching them on but are you seeing similar trends or or is you know i know maybe hospitality i mean you have Napa valley there you have you know plenty of tourism there as well my my, my point is kind of like this sarah like to me, and I, I'm going to put this in a way that might get me in trouble, but to me, there's entry-level jobs. You know, I was a busboy when I was 14 and 15, and I got a busboy job. I didn't expect to make that a career. Although I have nothing against anyone, all work is noble. All work is noble. I have nothing against anyone who makes it a career. In fact, my 30-year-old son works for a um, company that caters caters parties, and they cater high-end parties. He'll make four or five hundred dollars in a shift. So to make that a career is is not a bad thing, but you know, has that changed? I mean, I don't think, you know, the expectation to make 15 or $20 an hour, let's just say busing tables is, I don't think it's the right expectation. Where we're we gonna pay for it somewhere down, I mean, now they can hire less people, um, you know, or, or or where is that bottleneck going to happen? Sarah, I didn't ask you a question. What are your thoughts <laughs> on this kind of stuff?
1: So yeah, being California, we are our living expenses are quite high. And so minimum wage already is slated to be $15 an hour here soon, just minimum wage. And um, that was something that people couldn't comprehend a couple of years ago. Well, now you have people that are used to making the unemployment benefit plus stimulus money on top of that, and they no longer want to work for that minimum wage that seemed such a stretch years ago. And so, you know, what it is, is we have, we even have employers, um, particularly in food service, paying 17, 18 an hour and still coming to us needing help hiring, um, whether it's the job itself that people are no longer willing to do or um, reluctant, I should say, to do. but also you know, there's, there's a sense of um, work-life balance. This pandemic has really changed the way that people look at the workforce and what they're willing to quote unquote tolerate. And so you, know, let, you, you hear these stories of people going into retail shops, going into food service, and, and they're just downright rude in some senses. And mm. so people don't wanna work in those jobs. Yeah. And so it's almost a whole culture shift. And, you know, the divide is almost getting greater because people just stopped relating to one another and understanding and putting themselves in someone else's shoes. There's really no reason to be rude to someone that's trying to do their job. And then, you know, on the opposite end, the you know, these job seekers that are, are working one, two, three jobs, just to pay rent here in California, there's also something in the responsibility of the employer to pay a living wage. And so there it, it's, it's a marrying of those two opinions that really need to come together for us to grow as a society and be solid again. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and you know, I, I think with um, the, the workforce crisis, it's forcing. The employers to look at what they can afford to pay and how that's going to then impact what they charge and so prices might go up all around which ultimately doesn't necessarily help the person that's asking for that higher minimum wage but it might be the resolve that allows companies to stay in business employers to keep working and um, you know quality of of what their benefits they're offering which is a whole different topic of what are these work-life benefits what are the you know like work from home is a new benefit that people may not have considered prior Mm -hmm. to the pandemic but now has almost become a standard um you know because it's there's a capability of it now we had to figure it out now it's there so what does that mean
2: and if i could just chat a couple things to that sarah just said was just right on point to that big reset we just we all had a huge 18-month reset um, but also uh, John to the to the uh, about the gap particularly with the service industry because it's also the big we calling that the big shift that not only did the service industry now having a hard time folks coming in the door but we also we got now some mid-level jobs are doing the same thing folks are shifting but here's something that's happened I read uh, if I had talked about on TV uh, not too long ago uh, study came out that who's who what's helping that first service sector job like when you talk about what what you you know you started I was a busboy and that thing we're finding out the youth our young people actually are stepping up they're filling that gap mm-hmm. they're filling that gap and employers might want to look to that six well again 16 17 19 year old they're not you know they're not taking care of families and all the, the, the drama that most of us adult folks are but they they've uh they've really taken uh that gap i know here in, in hampton roads we had a huge insurgence uh, our minimum wage showed up in virginia now i think it's ten dollars or something it's it went up it's it's going up and um but the young people 16 18 19 are filling some of the gaps for that entry level service job so there's a new energy in terms of okay tap into the youth <laughs> they're yeah. they're showing yeah. up and they're okay with that kind of work they don't mind nights and weekends they can go have their they're fun, you know, they
1: might prefer it even, but yeah. And (laughs) we also noticed that too, because uh, under 18 is not eligible for unemployment. And so (laughs) we've seen that be uh, Mm -hmm. a good push to fill those positions, but, but also you're getting kids that, you know, haven't worked in the workforce. So you get completely trainable, moldable employees, Mm -hmm. which is really what the employer wants is someone that wants to do what they're doing and, and is enjoying the job and, you know, perhaps working with their friends. I've, I've know a few young people that l- would rather make a little bit less to work alongside their friends than potentially make more for a company where they know no one. And so they' you know, if you can hire teenagers in groups, you've got less no-shows, you've got mm-hmm. more employees, you know, it's, it's a strategy for yeah. sure, especially for retail and food service. Mm-hmm. They're I, just I,
0: talking along. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I think it should be required that any teenager work at either a restaurant or a retailer, because it is such a great lesson. I mean, yes. it is, there's life lessons every day at those jobs because you are obviously serving, you know, you're dealing with not everyone is pleasant and, and you learn to deal with conflict and mm-hmm. well, hopefully you do my my stepson had a a very short stint in taco bell and after he got thrown a cup of soda he pretty much uh, you know left after that you know so you know it it is a little you know it can be a little overwhelming you know like you said sarah when they're first entering the workforce and that's and that's the experience um you know management can be great Mm -hmm. and 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 really you know help them as much as possible but you can't control you know what happens on the consumer side sometimes. And, you know, but anyway, I, 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 it is, it is, um, it is something that that's become a very real concern um, because obviously, you know, if you go out to a restaurant and you're waiting an hour, you know, just cause there's no one there, you know, to yeah. serve you, um, you know, it's, it'll, it'll, it'll cause other, other kind of problems and trickle down into maybe, you know, not going back to that establishment and, you know, sooner or later they, they can't sustain that. So gaps in employment right now, we're we're talking about you know you you should have retooled right you should have done something. And Osara, you mentioned before the call uh, started recording, that's what employers are looking for. Not necessarily that there are gaps, but what you're doing to you know with those gaps. You want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, just some advice for job seekers out there. Um, We hear from hiring managers um, a lot what did you do with your time? What did you do while you weren't working? And this is, regardless of pandemic, let's say you have a gap from five years ago, what did you do during that time? They wanna hear that you were doing something to benefit your trajectory in the workforce. Um, There are very valid reasons of, I raised children, I did this, those are valid, valid reasons. don't be afraid to say those in an interview because all they're looking for is how you use that time. However, if you have the ability to take online courses, um, to up your certifications for your field, um, volunteer in a place that would be similar to what you're doing, just use your time wisely. And in some cases, when you're volunteering somewhere, it could lead to permanent employment. Um, Also side note, don't be afraid to take a temporary or um, contract position because those, you know may lead to a permanent position but also it gives you a chance to try something new that might be outside of your wheelhouse or outside of your normal work. And you're not gonna be punished for working short-term positions that were contract positions or temporary positions um, moving, moving forward on your resume.
0: Yeah, that's a great point because, you know, I think there's always the fear of taking another job too soon. You know, you were at a place for a few, uh, less than a year and all of a sudden you have two, two or three employments on your resume. So are you saying if it's contracted or if it's, it's, if it's set up as temporary, it's okay. Or are people just shifting? You know, I do see like on LinkedIn, you see a lot of movement, you know, now, is that more okay? Is that more accepted? Is that, you know, better than having a gap? I'm not really getting what I'm supposed to get or, or, you know, the expectations were not meeting uh, what was said, and I move on. Is that something that employers are, how do they see that?
1: I mean, you always get that question. So why did you leave your last job? How many times? That's straight on the application sometimes for positions. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, you have the ability to have better answers to that than others. Um, so utilize those um opportunities to your benefit. If it's not a right fit, I mean, that's the one thing in society right now. If it's not a fit, we no longer stay in the unhealthy, we move on. Mm -hmm. And so it's a challenge also to employers to create an environment that people want to stick around. They want to last, they want to commit to a um, company or a position. And when they believe in their um, company's mission, when they have a manager that is pouring into them or taking care of them or has their back, those are the reasons that people stay in positions even when the work is hard. If you don't have those foundational bases, they are going to jet when given the opportunity, which we're seeing across the board Mm -hmm. um, with right now. I mean, you have people that now, here's this workforce, these unemployed people, while they're collecting unemployment, all these employed people are like, hey, I can go get this other job, I can go fill this position, they're promoting up, they're getting better jobs, they're putting themselves in a in a better situation, both financially and, you know, with the companies, because they're willing to put themselves out there right now.
0: That's a great point. And I think it segues to the, <laughs> what we really wanted to get on this call for, you know, this all works all together, but If I'm unemployed, uh, Francina, and I hear Uh what Sarah said right now, what do I, do Do I stay on these sidelines and wait, or am I going to have a much harder time, you know, because those jobs are now being filled by people who retooled, reskilled, right, and moved into my position? You know, it's all about, as
2: what you know, I love sports, so it's all about, are you winning to win it? Do you want to play this game? (laughs) You know, so yeah, you can sit on the sidelines and watch, or you can get in the game. So there is a risk to sitting out and watching watching the winners play so so even to the things the folks they have gaps or folks are again looking at this this uh, particular season that we're in which again is a job seekers market right now um so you should have a strategy so if there are gaps or you or if you are you know you're, you're at home right now or, or or there's you know things you want to have when, when those employers ask these questions that you know every uh, t- uh interviewing is all about having great answers to those really tough questions you have to have a strategy every career professional must have a strategy mm-hmm. you have a story there must be a strategy why'd you leave well there must be a strategic a strategic reason why you jet it as sarah said right <laughs> but the point is you, you got to have a game plan i mean this shouldn't be done by oh it's tuesday so i'm going to do this and then wednesday maybe i'll do that no there, there should be a plan here so for those who are looking for their new next, you know, you can't get that interview if you're not putting your brand out into space, be strategic, do your research. I mean, Google is our friend. Give me an example, uh, we, of,
0: give me an example yeah. of that. Of, of, Give me a little drill down on getting my brand out there. Oh,
2: well, you know, you know, per- well... E- First things first, you gotta know what you want. And if you don't know what you want, think about three things you don't wanna do. I mean, mm-hmm. let's just start there. That's cause right. you know, I believe in inner career moves before outer results. So so once you get, you know, who, who am I, what do I bring? Where do I rock? Where's my rocking and rolling, right? Uh, then we start talking about what do you get? What's your, your digital footprint? What are you, cause we're in a digital age. So mm-hmm. yep, that, that resume needs to be a wow, not a won't. I see more won'ts than wows. You've got <laughs> eight seconds online. If you do get in front of another human being, they're, they're going to give you 30 seconds. So it's got, you've got this much time to go, wow, call me. Once they call you and want to talk to you, you got to have a game plan. What are you selling? You are the product. You are the product. If you don't believe in yourself, job seekers, you got to believe in yourself, by the way. Confidence and competent sells, not anxious, desperation. Oh, it's them, it's they, none of that. That doesn't sell. value sales, performance sales, accomplishment sales, leadership sales. So your brand has to echo that on paper, if there's still paper around, but also on your digital footprint. Yes. LinkedIn matters. Of course it does. Um, And, but not just having a profile, but how do you work that thing? How do you work your profile? How do you work your strategy on LinkedIn? Are you really communicating and building relationships? Are you trying to get as many followers or, or people to know you as possible? negative. You have to have a strategy for what you do. And that interview is important. You got to know those tough, the answers to those tough questions, but you can't sell what you don't know. The interview is nothing more than a sales meeting. And then after the interview, what do you do? What's your follow-up strategy? What's your networking strategy? So that's what I mean by being in it to win it. It's more than just a resume. That's one slice of the pie. I want folks to start using the whole buffet. Yeah. get that buffet
0: on. you know it, it's so it's so good to hear from you but i i feel like 99 of the average you know worker that's just really trying to improve they don't hear this stuff you know like we need to have ways to get it out there in front of yeah. in front of job seekers and candidates because beyond having a good resume most people that's where it ends i mean to, yeah. to, to tell me to put your brand out there i'm not a brand you know it's like what are you talking about But you are. And digital, everything you just said is so true. But we maybe only think of that on an executive level, but it doesn't Mm. need to be that. It could be everyone.
2: Everyone. I believe whether you're the ditch digger to the rocket scientist, branding matters. And and you're right. Maybe there's a miscommunication there, but if anyone comes into the TCE space, they are the CEO of me incorporated. It's all about branding. It's all about that. And that's going to, that's part of the new next as well. And, and some of the folks who are getting these great deals, I mean, they may have thought they were an average employee, employee or candidate, but once they understood branding and tapped into their gifts and talents and put that. In their high-tech and high-touch platforms, they became awesome. They were awesome all the way, but they never recognized it. Why? Because they didn't think about career branding, career entrepreneurship. They just saw themselves as a job seeker. Yeah. I think, two, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I'm thinking myself as an employer. Uh, I'm just thinking out loud, I guess, here. Yeah. You know, would I want to empower an employee that much? You know, give them all these tools and resources for them to lead me. And then I'm thinking Amazon put that commercial out there not long ago. And it was like, we're going to train you and teach you and pay for school and do everything no matter where you go, no matter what you do. And I thought that was like, wow. I was like, you know, if they walk that walk and, and, you know, if they're, they're talking it, but if they walk it, yeah. that's pretty powerful you know you're going to go someplace it's going to invest in you and they're already saying no matter where you go or what you do exactly. as a, as a thing. and like it's the, to what also you go- what
2: sarah said when she talked it's about that experience i mean people yeah. i did a poll and i said what hey what would keep you from quitting your job today and i'm talking to whoever whether you're at the flipping burgers or you're in there at silicon valley i said is it more money or a great manager hands down great manager in mm. the day that that if i got a manager a company that's helping me to i mean who you know you're investing in me yeah i'll invest back i mean that's just the natural human you know, loyalty goes both ways if there yeah. is such a term as loyalty yeah. so What's, work experience really matters today
0: i mean sorry you're in silicon valley it's expensive right it's expensive to be in business too it, it's expensive if you go to a restaurant and it's a 200 bill like my understanding is there's not a big markup, you know, and, and you got to pay rent in Silicon Valley, you know. So how much can employers do? You know, like we had a conversation here in Florida with a company called Oceans 234, a beautiful restaurant. And I told her, you know, Amazon is paying some money towards school. I mean, is that something you as a coalition, as an association, as the, as the tourism is that, you know, can you create a grant or a fund? Um, and she loved the idea. I mean, Silicon Valley, you guys are, are the lead uh, idea generators in this country. I mean, are you seeing employers f- finding new innovative ways or programs or, you know, we're going beyond paychecks is what we're saying here.
1: Yeah, the benefit cycle is really that's what's going to sell people on the position and so part of um, one of the resources that we offer are um, called job connections and we give the employers a chance to tell any job seeker that attends the workshop why they should work for their company that includes benefits that includes pay structure that also includes promotability where is the opportunity for growth if they're willing to start at an entry level or one of the programs we offer is an on-the-job training, um, if if we are able to partner with employers, we can reimburse them some of those training cost funds um, for the employee as long as they qualify for the services, right? And so then we give this benefit to the employees to help pay for these new employee costs. And then in return, they get to train the employee how they want and then that employee becomes essential to their company, Up, you know, upgrades their skills, as we were talking about, even on the job. And then all of a sudden you see this person that started maybe at the minimum 14 an hour, but even within three, six months, they're making 23 an hour because they've done the work, they've put in the effort. They're not afraid to take a starting entry-level job for something better.
0: That's great. How, how do you get that job connection program, how, how do you, like, how do, we, how, how do they, yeah. We they implement
1: work? that with Placer County, and so together we partner to reach out to um, job seekers in our area. Um, our, our county reaches all the way from just outside Sacramento to Lake Tahoe, North Lake Tahoe, and so there's a lot of opportunity within that Corridor, we call it the 80 corridor here, um, for job seekers to and companies. I mean, we we have the second largest mall in Northern California right here in Roseville, and so for us, we've got a lot of retail desperation <laughs> right now. Mm. Um, you know, and working with strategies on that, but we just want to provide an opportunity. So actually, we're using Premier Virtual for our upcoming job connections to work with the local mall nice. to um, have an opportunity to host a job connections where they can explain who they are to all these job seekers, but we're not doing it in the traditional format where they're presenting, which is easier on the you know, strapped managers right now, but um, they can drop their resume in, they can put an online application right into their booth on Premier. And so they're able to collect more. And so, nice. like I said, we're just providing services to the employers. Um, But we do that through the virtual job fairs on Premiere. And then we also have this extension using the um, job connections for those companies that maybe aren't as well-known, especially small businesses. We really want to give them an opportunity to share what it is about their company that makes them different from another company. And um, in our last one, we had two companies that were fighting over a job seeker almost because it was, they both, he had skills that they both liked and he was so willing to just work that you had this perfect partnership and it was it was kind of funny but also kind of nerve-wracking for the connector <laughs> to then to then you know have them competing for this job seeker and so it was it was it was interesting but it was fun because here's this person that's willing to dream a little bit and really ready to go back to work
2: mm-hmm. moving into a selection of positions I love that. You know, that's made my day. That's yeah. how it should be every day. Fight for that talent. <laughs> Fight for the, and that's that's the way we win it.
0: That's awesome. Uh, guys, you, you both did a great job. You know, um, I, I guess we should end it on the note. You know, because there you go, perfect example. I mean, as a job seeker or can or maybe someone's unemployed. You know, hearing that two employers are, are fighting for you because you're willing to show up, you're prepared, right? You know. Make, taking the most of this time, if you can, uh, you know, to retool, to reskill. Um, so kind of parting words, you know, if you're a job, if you're a job seeker, give us the advice, Sarah, do I go in, am I searching or am I waiting?
1: I absolutely think now is your time. Um, it is really, much more beneficial for you in not just the selection process, but the pay structure and the lack of competition to put yourself out there right now to get yourself job ready um, and then put yourself out there and make it your job. I I have this Mm -hmm. tip that I like to give job seekers, structure your job search the same way that you would structure a work day. Mm -hmm. So if you have a schedule at work, schedule your day. This part, I'm going to work on my resume. This part, I'm going to look for positions that interest me. This part, I'm going to upgrade my skills. Set your weekly schedule to um, manage that ability to keep that work vibe going, because it's going to be hard when you start working again, because you're no longer used to that daily grind. So if you're setting yourself up for a daily grind by doing that in your job search, you're getting yourself ahead in that end um, of, of what's yeah. what's coming.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for and and that is also getting you ready. You know like my sk- my kids are going back to school in a couple of weeks. You don't wait until that Monday to start that routine of the schedule of you, you, I, he's already, you know, although he's he's going to be 18 it's so funny cuz but you know you're still just coaching him through. You know, there's a routine, there's a schedule and it's true getting a job looking for a job you have to treat it the same way. So Sarah, you guys are doing a tremendous job out there, you know, thank you for being a, a part of the podcast today. Um and I do want to close here with Francina. Mm-hmm. I know what you're gonna say. What am I gonna going say, be, John? <laughs> you better be in it to win it.
2: Get in it to win it, right? <laughs> but hey, don't get anxious, get prepared. Keyword prepared. So what I would say to career seekers and those changers, know your why. Okay, please know your why. If you're gonna make that move, you want it, you want to work at this company, know your why. Um The next, I'm going to say high tech and high touch matter. They both matter. They're not electives. So if you're low on tech, you got Google, you got, uh, you got, come on, you you can learn stuff forever. We're going to be forever learners, but don't discount high touch relationships matters. Communication matters. Okay. Um, Get that brand ready. I mean, if you, if you are at number 10 on the scale of one to 10, then your brand should be a thirteen. There's no resting place here and get out there. If you, if you don't plant seeds, can't nothing ever grow. Okay. The farmers who are complaining about the harvest, but yet you didn't plant a seed. So if you want to have a great harvest, plant amazing seed, that's, what's going to help you to make sure you love Monday morning. So again, don't get anxious, get prepared.
0: Thanks guys. And I think the, the, uh, the big takeaway is also for the employers that are listening, you know, handing a paycheck, I know a lot of employers go way beyond that and some you know between volunteering and things in the in the community and stuff like that you know but i think we all need to raise our game there you know even at a smaller company like mine where i wear a lot of hats we just hired a few people and they've been on board already for three weeks and we're just doing like a welcoming thing and i felt bad you know like that's not the experience i want when i started a new place and so there's no getting off the hook employers you know we, everyone does work for that, for a paycheck, but we are all much more than a paycheck. So yes. um, thank you guys again for being on the call and uh, I'll be, we'll be sharing this podcast soon and just have a have an awesome day.
1: Can I add just one more thing really Absolutely. quick? Sorry, no. um, <laughs> I wanted to add, um, it's okay to look outside of the box and I'm talking to both employers and job seekers yeah. right now. Um, right now provides an opportunity to completely change careers if you'd like to. The pandemic gave you this opportunity to upskill in areas that are new or that you're already working in, but that new job market out there. Employers, don't be afraid to hire someone that's been doing retail for 20 plus years. They've got a lot of transferable skills that you might just need on your team. And then for job seekers, don't be afraid to go for a job that you're not entirely qualified for because that gives room for growth and to impress by learning. So just just the last thought there. That's
0: that's great because you may be considered now in a time when previously you might not have been considered also and you're right i mean the, the working service retail in public those skills you know you don't learn them in any school you only learn them doing that job yeah. <laughs> you, you know the relationships are only learned you know face to face and conversations so thank you for adding that sarah super great podcast i think a lot of value for both the job seeker and the employer today Tech Tuesday. Until next time. Bye, everybody.